Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. It is 12 minutes past two and it's a very warm welcome back to Wendy Nola. Well, welcome back to me with Wendy Nola because she's not gone anywhere through the holidays. <laughs> no. Wendy, thanks for working through season. And you've Pleasure. had quite a busy time of it from you. what I've seen on social yes, media. quite a lot of things went down. So it was I wasn't uh, struggling for material. Okay. But yeah, thanks to all the listeners who stayed tuned in. Um, yeah. yeah. And now we're back to normal. And here we go. And we're back to where we started. Our final conversation last who year before I thought? went on leave. Who would have thought at the time it was prompted by a fairly random out of the blue email from our listener Brian who said hey I wasn't allowed to pay in cash at a I think it was a chicken factory shop which I thought Is was a legal? strange kind of outlet to have that policy and yes. I said so at the time yeah and he, his cash transaction had been declined they insisted on electronic payment and he'd walked out of the store and left his chicken behind but Wendy of course this issue has gone Viral, as they say on social media this past week, after a Woolies Cafe post on Twitter saying they too were going cash free. And not everybody is happy about it. We've been hearing from listeners throughout the show. Mm. In fact, there are a couple more messages in as well. But let's first get into the meat of this. Won't you firstly remind us who said what, what has actually happened to stir this all up again? Okay. So as so often happens on social media, there was um, a little bit of misunderstanding or misinterpretation. So... Somebody took a photo of a sign at a Woolies Cafe, don't know which one, which read in large print, we are going cashless. And and the picture was of a cafe setting, a cup and saucer, that yeah. kind of thing, um, with, the big, with the Woolworths logo on it. Uh, and the, they posted it on X, on X Twitter, um, and everyone, as you say, got into a right old froth. So some went down the Big Brother conspiracy theory rabbit hole with variations of cash payments offer anonymity, whereas digital payments help with traceability and everything that goes along Big with Brother that. Is the, watching the banks you and, and everything yeah. else. They okay. want us want to be able to track everything. They don't want us to be able to pay in anonymous ways. Um, some made the legal tender argument, which is very valid, and that's what, what our listener Paul made. Several called for a boycott of Woolworth stores, predictable, and many shared the view which Dumisani shared on X, which is Woolworths and its card-only purchase is discriminatory. South Africa is not yet ready for such an in- initiative. It means a certain group of people who don't usually deposit money into their accounts won't be able to purchase at all. On the other hand, many said, as some of our listeners have, what's the big deal? This is a global phenomenon. We feel safer. And anyway, cash is grubby and has safety issues. And those sentiments are born from the COVID era, which were misguided, uh, as it turns out. As we discussed last time. Yeah. So, Wendy, okay, so a couple of things to pick up on. Firstly, that this was a Woolies Cafe, a Woolies Cafe. A lot of people jumped on it, as they do on social media, without reading for context and assumed this was Woolworths per se going cash-free. That has not happened. Definitely not happened. Definitely not happened. Um, Sorry, just to say the security thing as well. Okay, as you've said, the grubbiness, the yes, banknotes are dirty and pick and change hands and carry things. But a lot of that is a psychological hangover from the fear of getting COVID from them, which we later learned was just not a thing. Um, Security risks we associated with digital transactions just as much as with cash. We talk about it almost every week on this show. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So I heard one of our listeners as I was driving in, saying she feels very unsafe if she goes into an outlet and the um, 
uh, the men with AK forty sevens are there. Yeah. Yes, and I, I can I can relate to that. But the dangers of using card, as we've discussed many, many, many times on the show, and if you speak to the banking ombud, fraud makes up the majority of of the, the complaints. complaints. Mm. People have been victims of fraud, and they're not of the uh, well, they're very little of the ATM kind, but mostly of the digital kind that okay. we've spoken about, the phishing, the vishing, and all the other issues that yes. go with it. Um, so, yes, the first problem with this whole story was that um, it's it uh, wasn't all of Woolworths, as many people assumed, and that would have been most definitely worthy of a huge outcry. Yeah. Um, and it was only certain Woolies cafes um, experimenting with, with the policy. So Woolworths says, we are trialing this initiative before rolling it out. We saw positive feedback from customers, and this is important. Before each Woolies Cafe, W Cafe, they call it, goes cashless, signage will inform customers of the move to cashless in the weeks. We will continue to monitor the progress of the shift in the coming months. And um, also, so right now, how's this for context? Only three Woolies Cafes out of 69 are currently cashless. Um, the number will obviously grow as they roll this out. But here is a bit that I think is, is very important to bear in mind. Any cafes that have a large percentage of cash payments won't go cashless. So they're going to it, – it, it's all it's about context. Mm. So I heard people saying we must understand that this country, you know, it's still cash is king, the majority of people, um, particularly lower socioeconomic groups, pay – uh, you know they operate with cash, and of course that is true. But the context here was a couple of well, Three. the majority rolling out of Woolworths cafes. So uh, of that clientele, how, you know what percentage of them would have a problem uh, not being able to pay with cash? I would suggest small, small if anything. Yeah. So you know. Um, I did point out because I was tra- I was tracking all the tweets around this issue. Kunz Malanga's tweet was, "I was at Woolies at Cedar Square." Is that a Joburg? Uh, yes, that's a, a four-ways area. I think, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. On Friday, all the tills that were operating were cashless and had the cashless sign. They had to call a manager to override. And Woolies' response was, "We're investigating that, but not having a cash till manned was probably." A likely management error, which would make sense. So it's not so meant to be the case that you're not able to pay cash. It's not meant to be the case. Cash. They, they okay. not. They currently don't have, ca- you know, card only um, uh, stores, and nor are they planning to. So it's very much a caf- cafe thing. And then I asked them to please elaborate on the word wording of that W Cafe sign, which started all the trouble. And and it's mentioned that they've moved that they are moving to cashless for customer and staff safety. And I was told that's been rephrased and new signs were currently being printed to remove the confusion. I've seen the new signs. I shared it with you. And they've got yeah. in very large print, instead of saying we are going cashless, this cafe is going cashless. Ah, um, so, yeah. And then about security, it's widely accepted that cash poses a higher risk where theft is involved. Removing cash from our W Cafe till points and allowing our customers to move around without cash creates fewer associated Risks. I don't know why that wouldn't apply to the entire store, though, but that's what they're okay. saying. So one of the pushback factors I've seen, and it's echoed on the WhatsApp line now by Brenda, is the question about 
cash tips for the staff there. And I'm going to share a personal anecdote. The little coffee cart outside my local Woolies opposite the Red Cross Children's Hospital went through this process. A sign went up a couple of months ago already saying we are going cash free. And um, the tip box then disappeared. And this is what a lot of people have been complaining about. They don't mind because I think a lot of the customers at those carts, the, the little mini cafes with just the coffee cart and donuts, right. are buying coffee with their Woolies vouchers that they get as a treat every month for having a card. Oh, I see. So they're not paying uh, for the coffee. They're swiping their Woolies card and scanning the voucher, but they would then tip in cash into the tip box. Yes. And I've heard a few people and seen a few people saying, oh, your tip box is gone now, so I can't tip. And I'm like, well, there's nothing to stop you handing exactly. the coin over to the person who's just served you and saying thank leave you. Leave it on the table. Or do put it on the table. Tip, um, when, you pay, when you want to leave a cash tip, which I always do, I might pay yeah. my card, but I leave a cash tip in 90% of the time. Does that mean... If, if someone doesn't put a box there that you can't tip, that's, I'm it's sorry, that's not valid. Excuse, yeah. And I did answer somebody on, on Twitter who made the point it's going to um, reduce the likelihood of waiters getting cash tips, which is what they what they prefer. I don't think so. Because it's not saying the entire country is going cashless, so you never need to have cash in your wallet or purse. I mean, there's nothing to stop you leaving a cash tip um for for the person who served you, yeah, um, just on the table or in their hand, or whatever. So I don't think that is a valid thing. And bear in yeah. mind, I mean, I mean, I waited in, and I, as I as I sent it, I thought, oh, I said, calm yourselves, because everyone was talking about Woolworths, the entire store. I said, calm yourselves. This is Woolies Cafe only. And then I got it like, ah, oh, you're supporting this illegal move, and so let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about the legalities and the research you've done because you have gone digging quite deep into some of the stats. As you could, yeah. So as I shared um, last time, I said refusing to accept cash as payment is particularly unjustified in this country or in certain, or in such a divided country, in certain parts of this country, certainly, as we are still predominantly overall a cash-based economy. According to a report published by the Payments Association of South Africa last year, about 95% of informal small business customers and 63%, it's still the majority, of formal business customers pay in cash. And interestingly, while the majority of South Africans do have a debit card in their possession, so in other words, they they are now banked. banked. Yeah, most prefer to transact with cash. So they are banked, but they would just rather pay with cash. Is that because of the bank fees? I assume could potentially yeah. be that, or they just feel um, they, they trust that way of payment better, or the merchants are saying we prefer cash. cash okay, it's a combination of things. Now the legal uh, position. The Reserve Bank's Divisional Head of Communications, Thraya Pandey, told me in 2020 when many retailers were misguidedly uh, refusing to accept cash payments for those COVID safety reasons, in inverted commas, um, I put it to to Thraya at the time, uh, is this legal? And she said... (laughs) Yes, the rand is the legal currency of South Africa and, and as such, you know, represents the only approved payment me- method for cash. However, the payment ecosystem is far broader and consists of a number of different payment mechanisms. This we know. She said due to the security risks associated, some retailers have opted not to accept cash. But here's the thing. She said it at the time, and I've spoken to her again earlier this week um, in light of this Woolies Cafe um, mm-hmm. pushback. While the Reserve Bank has not issued any directive about service providers having the right to refuse to accept cash as payment, 
there is no sanction and currently up to now has not been any sanction for those that do say we are not accepting cash payments. So, uh, yeah, I did follow up. and So uh, you went back to her? This I did. Week. I okay. spoke to her. I had a phone conversation with her Monday. I think it was Monday. So she reiterated, yes, banknotes and coins are legal tender and must be accepted. But she said context. Context is key. Well, I actually said context is key. She agreed. She said, um, you know, some adopt a no-cash policy for valid safety concerns. And I remember a while back mentioning going to um, a game reserve in KwaZulu-Natal where the entrance, it was a pay point at the mm-hmm. entrance quite near the, the main road um, with one person manning it. And they, for obvious security, security reasons, reason, it would have been a sitting duck, said you, you, we only accept card payments. And, yep. and there's no way that anybody's going to sanction a company for adopting that policy under those circumstances. In the best interest of their protection of exactly. their own staff, yeah, clearly. Yes. So, and also, Thorea said, you know, you're not going to, no one's going to expect to buy, go into a, a car dealership and pay for a vehicle in cash because it's impractical. And But yes, cash is, is legal tender, right? So she said um, they hadn't had, and she said, likewise, the patrons of a Woolworths Cafe are most likely not to be those who only transact in cash. They will have some other form of payment on them, um, typically. She said, we haven't had any formal complaints that I'm aware of. And so I asked the direct question, would the South African Reserve Bank respond or how would they respond if someone did complain on the grounds that their legal legal tender wasn't accepted um, and they felt discriminated as a result? And I was told it's a very difficult question. It would depend on how the matter gets brought to our attention. In the biggest scheme of things, cashless policies are not a problem uh, that people experience in the township economy where cash is primarily used. So I think it's all, you know, one of our listeners said, I personally hardly ever use cash, but you've got to think of other people. Whose circumstances are different. Again, uh, context is key. And and you're, you know, you're, you're very unlikely to find people who, for whom cash is king, and and don't either aren't banked or don't like to use the debit card. Yeah, they're not typically will not be frequenting places that have a cashless um, policy. Um, if if you know, so it was. I think the problem was that people thought it was a whole of Woolworths, and that's where the outcry came from. Because it was one tweet that didn't spell it out, or that yeah. people didn't look at the picture properly. It was just a, a picture, as far as I'm aware, that was posted and and, and perhaps and, misinterpreted. And, and, yes, yeah. but it, we, you know, we are we are two South Africans in terms of 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 consumer habits, and um, I don't think this is an issue of people are going to be prejudiced and not be able to, you know. And if it does become that, I would certainly love to take up an example. I, I think potentially, and we didn't get the name of the outlet, I think a, a, a chicken wholesale outlet not accepting cash, I can't see how it's that would odd. work yeah. for for them as a business of people like our listener just walking out. Because there I would imagine a fairly high proportion of consumers would want to pay in cash. Mm. So I, I think when it's... There's a little bit of a mismatch. I would certainly like to hear examples of those and then to, to go to the Reserve Bank and say, well, what are you going to do, do now? Do yeah. 
It'll be interesting to see whether anybody feels strongly enough about this one to go and actually lay the complaint at the Reserve Bank and, and see I think what they happens. would want yeah. to know when last did you visit a, a Woolies Cafe? Did, you know, yeah. I, I think they would want it to be a real issue. Yeah. Not, not one a of te- potential not a, outrage. A test case on for On behalf headlines. of other, yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's hear a couple more of our listeners' thoughts on this to take us to the news headlines. And uh, uh, But let's start with the voice note, Obi. Hey, Pippa. So yesterday we went to Franschuk and uh, once I rode, we had a Woolies Cafe, cashless, and we had a bootlegger on the other side, cashless. I have no issue whatsoever about it. I don't understand the conspiracy people going, no, they're controlling us. You're tweeting from a smartphone, which means governments can track you anywhere. I don't understand what the big deal is. I propose I don't have issue, any issue with being cashless. The only issue I have is um, um, when you target the younger market, you've got a, like, a store around the corner that sells ice cream and you want, you want to send your kid and maybe a buddy of them and you want to send them to go and buy ice cream or bread. Then you're forced to give your credit card to them or um, a, a bank card or phone or whatever. And um, that to me is not on. Um, and also you lose the entire educational aspect as well as being thrifty and money wise. You lose that feel for money um, by just simply swiping and not even looking at the value. Mm. Um, so yeah, the old traditional way of budgeting and you've, you actually bring back five rand, 20 cents um, and you know what stuff costs, you see the prices go up. That to me is important and um, is lost with being cashless. That's a, That's point. a really interesting but point. But I wonder yeah. if that's a hypothetical situation he's mentioning or whether he's got young kids who, well, there's the whole safety issue. I mean, we used to just walk to the shops, but I mean... To go and spend our pocket money, which it, was counted out in coins. Yes. I remember taking a one rand coin to the cafe to buy my 100 chappies for the yeah, holiday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, our kids, depends on the situation. If you're yeah. a little seaside town or something, but are those places not accepting cash? I'd be interested to know because that seems a little short cited to me. So here's some WhatsApps uh, on the card payment issue. Oh, okay, well, this is a great question and it's one we've dealt with before, but I think always bears repeating. Is it legal for vendors to charge extra for card no. payments? I was charged 5% yesterday no, no, no. Um, for, for paying by card. This it's not legal. This appears to be increasing because yeah. I, 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 I dealt with this a lot some years ago and then when the complaints sort of died down and I'm noticing now I'm getting a, a, a new rash of them every week. I get at least one. So I think this is something we need to tackle. What I always say is it's illegal in terms of your of their merchants agreement with the bank that mm-hmm. supplied their point of sale machine. And it's also legal in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. And they should report it to the bank, right? Because whatever bank logo is on that payment machine, point of sale machine, they should report it there. And talk about it on social media. Let me know. And let's confront these retailers. I encountered it this holiday at a market. So it was 350 rand to buy the pants Definitely and 357 okay. if you paid by credit card. No, 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 no. And I confess, Wendy, I paid and left because I didn't want to go Context. through the hassle of having the argument. But... Um, yeah. Okay. So definitely not legal is the answer to that. Andy mailing me saying, not sure if you've seen this one, but it's a very good example of the economic divide we're talking about here. Uh, Chardonnay delis, all three of them no longer accept cash. By contrast, the kiosk across the street in Cork Bay that sells bread and milk, etc., recently simply stopped accepting coppers. A good marker, I think, of businesses appealing to different economic groups. The former, which also don't have any prices on their merchandise, very exclusive and aimed at a very different market. No. Um, I have to yep. say something about those coppers because the Reserve Bank is quite um, 
uh, adamant about this, mm. that those coppers, the brownies as some people call them, yeah. are, st- are still re- legal tender. And there is um, a certain limit. I could Google it, but there's a, a limit of, I mean, you can't go in with bags and bags of them. Okay. Um, there's a sensible limit on how many you can tender per, per, per transaction, but they cannot refuse to take them. They must then take them to the bank and, and, and um, hand them in or whatever, but they, that's certainly not okay. Okay, so if that happens, please report it. Yes, um, uh, let us know to, to Wendy so that they're she can follow up. They're just going on. They're they're just doing their own thing there. Yeah. Okay. Um, several other people mentioning other businesses, saying uh, I was at Unix, the Checkers clothing store, and was told they were cashless. Um, our Woolies Cafe in Hilton has been cashless for a while now, says Janet, and it works very well for me because I don't carry much cash anymore. Um, and uh, Elgin Chickens is the one that's been mentioned before. Rudy says I've just been to Vida cafe at Brackengate and I drove away after they refused to take my cash in small change for my coffee. They had a small printed sign up saying that they are now cashless. I only trade in cash and I pay for everything in cash is Rudy's comment. Um, Roy makes an interesting comment that most of the factory shops are card only, not cash accepted. And that seems to buck Mm, the sort of the the logic for me as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, somebody else tells us charging extra for credit card payment is common practice in Thailand. Well, it may be common practice in Thailand, but it's illegal practice in South Africa is the point you were making, Wendy. You what? cannot charge the customer no. extra for making the credit Definitely card payment. Definitely not. And about those coppers. Yes. If you're paying with coins in denominations of between 10 and 50 cents, you can only tender up to five rands worth of them. So... Um, Obviously, however many, whatever, however many of your five cent pieces make up uh, five rands worth, that would be your limit. Okay. Uh, or if you were mixing them up, they couldn't. The coppers couldn't. The coppers that you're t- that you're handing over for payment in a single transaction can't um, be 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 valued at more than five rand. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so they're trying to. This is the Reserve Bank limitation they're trying to avoid people holding up cashiers and the people behind them with bags of uh, of of coins that they now um you know have to count have to out etc what yeah. i do with the with the little coppers and in, in that mount up in my purse is i uh, there's a certain toll gate in in Durban, as you come out of the King Shaga Airport, <laughs> yes, it's, I think it's currently six rand, maybe seven, and I just save them all up, and I have them all neatly stacked, and I and my my hot little hand as I pull up, and I hand them over, <laughs> and they smile, and I smile, and off I go. <laughs> okay, you just made me remember the Copper Kilometer, which was the great fundraising oh, yes, initiative for schools that. back in the day. But my, yeah, my child, my child's, uh, my daughter's gym, uh, gymnastics club. We used to have that in a, in a shopping centre as a as a, I mean, as a fundraiser. As yeah. a fundraiser, okay. and that's not all that long ago. Maybe. Mm. I wonder what the modern equivalent is for those who are wondering what we're talking about. Who probably under the age of thirty you yes. used to tape out a kilometre of masking tape, mm. and then donors stuck their five cent or well, their copper coins all along the tape, and whatever money was donated in your small change went, then went to the cause at the end of it. And it turned, you know, it would add it up, add up yes. substantially in its day. But uh, I guess today you'd have to do one and two hand coins <laughs> instead. Yes. 
Okay. Um, let's, I'll tell you what, let's, okay, here's one, just two more comments for now. And then we, we do want to talk about the lay-by story. And I'm happy to come back to the cash-free issue if there's sort of new in, input with different angles on it. Colleen is saying, with regard to that Woolworths cards only policy, I'm elderly and mostly use my card because I'm nervous of being mugged. My biggest problem with card only is trying to get change for tipping car yes. guards and the people who push your trolley. Um, okay, so again, it's, you know, be mindful of this if outlets that you use regularly are going cash free you need to then be mindful of when you're in a cash environment making sure that you ask for your change in coins for example yeah, i do that I frequently do that when i'm too. at the petrol station um you know if i go into the shop and buy something i'll say oh please won't you give me yeah. pay with a, a bigger note than needed and ask for change in in five rand coins so that Just i've got a stock a to keep in the car whatever I the same yeah. thing. i get caught out every um, now and then but if i i always have some cash and i i will say um can you give me change They'd rather have that than nothing. Than nothing at Hand all. Over, yeah. Whatever, and 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 they, you can see they're used to it because they don't bat an eyelid. Oh okay. yeah, sure. And we have a little transaction there. And then Dennis says in Tanzania they've used M-Pesa for many years. M P E S A. He says you don't need a bank account, just a low end cell phone. And those who are worried about cash um, transactions, for example, grant recipients could get their money paid into that as well. He feels that is a, a no contest solution. Dennis, that's interesting. Thank you uh, very much for that. Um, okay, Wendy. The other thing we wanted to talk about today is a story, and I'm going to say this: it's a story that's cropped up every January for the last couple of years but this year seems to have the ball seems to have started rolling and rolling and accumulating a little bit more momentum and we're talking about the concept of walking into a pep store and paying off a complete stranger's lay-by and Wendy and I were both alerted to this via the Facebook group The Village which we're members of a week or so ago an anonymous poster and I appreciated the fact that she did it anonymously described that she'd gone into a pep store and she had just paid off two people's laybys for school uniforms. And she was asking a question about some of the logistics involved, which isn't particularly relevant. But the point was she was saying, please be aware that this is a thing you can do. You can walk into the store and out of the goodness of your heart as a lovely gesture at the beginning of the year, pay off a lay-by for somebody who's been saving for an item that is a difficult expense for them that might be an easy one for you. And she was trying to encourage others to perhaps do the same thing. Now, Wendy, you saw that, you did a bit of digging, and you found that actually this particular ball has got quite formalized in the last year or so. Without me realizing, actually, I felt quite silly that I hadn't thought to investigate before. So thank you to that villager. I I sent Pip a whole lot of lay-by-related questions. I wasn't too hopeful of getting a response uh, at this time of year, but um, they have a lovely woman who handles their media liaison, and she got back to me with a whole lot of really, really interesting information. Yep. So this is what I learned. The pep. Well, let me start where, where it started. Um, in 2019, I remember the story. A, mm. a man anonymously, obviously, went into a pep in Mossel Bay around this time of year. And he paid off all the laybys that that I remember store had. It, yes, and obviously it was a big story at the time. And then he encouraged other people to do the same, and a lot of people did it with the hashtag "I'm staying." Let's do something positive. Let's give a hand up. Let's gift a complete stranger. And obviously there is a a kind of tendency to want to do it for school uniforms, children's yeah. clothing, that sort of thing. We as as parents can totally relate to that, especially yeah. at this time of year. And out of that, that was 2019, um, PEP uh, introduced its 
pay play by buddy initiative, which I didn't even know existed, I'm ashamed to say. So anybody can make a monetary contrib- contribution towards someone's pay play by through this initiative. And you can do it in one of two ways, online via the website, which they prefer and very strongly encourage, or at any pep store at the till. You obviously don't want to discourage people who walking along shopping and, and see you know, a pep store and spare the moment think, you know what, I've just spent 500 rand on my own Luxury thing that I probably yeah. don't actually need, whatever, out of clothing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this nice thing. So they don't want to discourage. They, they don't want to out, um, make that not a thing, but it's they really want to encourage people to do it online for a number of reasons I'll get to. So um, all the funds collected get allocated to PEP layback uh, customers, but it's a random thing. So you okay. pay your money. Um, it can be as little as two rand in store, and the, the minimum on the website is twenty rand. And you, it, it, it's it's randomly allocated. Both the person making the contribution as well as the beneficiary remain anonymous. There are puppy concerns around that, and you receive a receipt to confirm the contribution has been made. You don't get a receipt, which is one of the things raised on that post. You don't in get store. a receipt if you do it in store. Um, okay. and, the, and we'll get to the reasons why for in a bit. Um, so yes, each month, randomly selected beneficiaries um, will receive a voucher via SMS that they can then redeem against the outstanding balance of their PIP labor. So that's if you do it online. Online, yes. In store, are you paying off an individual customers that no. you choose, or no, is no, it the same? It's into no, a pool. but you can choose that you um, that it's say school uniforms okay and more recently initially when the, the buddy initiative was introduced online it was you, you just paid your money and now um, knowing human psychology they allow you to choose the province and the type of labor so you can say I want it to be school clothing and and they will do that but you you know you don't know who, who it's going to specifically and they don't know where it comes from and I think that is the real spirit of giving that it's yeah. anonymous that you don't need it's a human it's a human thing to want to have that acknowledgement for doing a nice thing but the true spirit of giving is you're just doing it and you know someone you have that warm fuzzy feeling of knowing that someone is most definitely going to um, benefit, benefit yeah. and and um, Pep doesn't take doesn't um, deduct anything. There's no admin fee. There's no nothing. So if you Those, contribute five hundred rand, all, all five hundred rand goes to paying off somebody's absolutely. Neighbor. And they've okay. all they've they've Pep also has done its own contributions. There's such a lot of prep here. Let me see if I can find those. Um, those figures. Uh, here we go. So, since uh, this began, uh, the Labour Buddy Initiative was was born in June 2020. So it was about 18 months after that chapter that that is thing in Muscle Bay. Yeah. Act of generosity. So to date, since June 2020, um, 5,700 contributions have been received. Um, 88% of them via online and only 12% in store. I would have thought it was the other way around. Yeah. I know. Uh, 35,000 vouchers have been sent to pay off PEP laborers. Um, and the total money received from the public since June of 2020, what is that, three and a half years? Uh, We're now in 2024. So, yes, to 21, 22, 23, three and a half years, yes. Is 1.2 million rand. And PEP has also contributed one and a half million rand to the fund. 
So that's close to th- close to three million. Two point seven million yeah, rand that's gone in into total. clearing off. I then asked the question. I said um, after I got these responses, I went back and said. Okay, so how has this been good for business? Because are people more likely to take out a PEP labor now, knowing that this initiative is there and that there's a chance that they could um, either have it paid off or or um, have a, a significant contribution towards yeah. settling it? And they said, no, there's been no change in, in, in the figures and the trends around the actual number of labor accounts opened. So it's just a lovely act of goodwill that is being received as an act of goodwill and it's not generating any sort of yeah I suppose it's, human psychology that you would think somebody would I go well, I'll take my was, chances I thought it was quite a clever question yeah. actually yeah. I thought they were kind of come back I said please clarify if the answer is yes by what amount have, have the labours increased and and they've thought no there's not, been not no much. change yeah. two people have just messaged me separately to say that they did, they paid off lay buys uh, of school uniforms and they were both given receipts in pep stores so oh, um, it might okay. vary from store to store well, by the side of things well let's see if I can find what the um, what pep said about that uh, about receipts um the person making a contribution in a store will not receive a final receipt as it contains personal information that cannot be shared on the basis of uh, the of POPIA, the Protection of Personal Information Act. Further, as the process is the same as someone paying off their own labor in store, we aren't able to accurately quantify the volumes. So I'm looking at a copy of the receipt that um, okay. one listener sent me, and well, I'm just trying to see if there is any um, identifiable info on it. It's only got a lay-by number, which doesn't tell you who no. the recipient is. Um, yes, I mean, it doesn't seem to be any okay. identifying information on, on this slip. Please so forward that to me. I'll send it to the spokesman and see what okay. she makes of that. But we'll generally, um, a number of people on the village said, well, not a number, let me not exaggerate, two people said that they hadn't got receipts and others said, well, you must go back and get one. And ask for one, yeah. But okay. um, the policy seems to be that that doesn't happen. Okay, so I, I mean, as you said, it all began with that extraordinary act by one individual paying off the entire store's lay-by um, balance, which was, I mean, Wendy, I'm so glad we were reminded of that story because yes. it was such a beautiful thing. And it kicked all and, of the soft action. Yes, and look what it has idea. become of it, that people have yeah. realized this is something you can do that can make a huge difference to the life of the family that needs that school uniform next week when yeah. school starts. Yeah. Um, so to be aware of it, if you are inspired to do something right now listening to this conversation go onto the PEP website and you can do it via the lay by buddy online or if you are shopping on your own and close to a PEP store pop in and ask if there's a lay by you can pay off there um, and one hopes that they've done sort of significant education of their different branches Wendy that everybody knows that this is a thing that can happen yes I, yeah. I imagine so and I think it is it is happening in, in quite a lot of the branches. But my big learning was how big that online donation mm. initiative is, which I had no idea about. So good to know. I'm certainly going to go on there and um, and do it. From t- I think middle of the year is also a good time to do it because different uniforms are required. And, well, you know. Oh, winter uniforms winter, needed. Winter jerseys. Yes, yeah. um, and, and, you know, kids are growing out of their school shoes, some of them, by the middle of the year, depending on where their growth spurts yes. are. So it would be nice if it also be, if people also thought about it quite a bit in in. June, July. Good point. Yeah. The growth spurts are always at the most inconvenient yes. time, says the mother of a Nama trick who's just had to buy a new bra- blazer oh, and shoes for the last terrible. year. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a very short break and then we're back after this. We're happy to take your comments on the cash free story, uh, on the lay by, or on any other consumer issue you'd like to raise in the final minutes. 021 Consumer Talk. Open line. Call 021 446 0567.
Hi, Pippa. Hi, Wendy. Um, about the cashless, you know, transactions. I was at this um, spice shop in Gatesville called Osmond's, and I went to go purchase something. Um, it was about 60, 60 odd rand. It was about yeah, almost 70 rand, and I inserted the card, uh, put my pin in. Um, something happened from the card uh, from the card machine side, and it said cancel uh, transaction cancelled. And the lady said, if it happens again, she'll have to charge me extra. So I said, wow. So I said, okay, no, no, fine, 100%. So I removed my card, put the items down, and said very politely, thank you very much. And I walked out. That's it. But uh, cashless, that's the way it's going to go. Like, don't like, agree, disagree, happy, unhappy, it's going to happen. So it's one of those things. Anyway, Papa, great show. Cheers, John Caldriver. Bye. Thanks, John. Appreciate the comment. Um yeah, here's, okay, it, it's inevitable that there would be a skeptic about the laybys, and it's a, a, a very fair question to ask, Wendy. Where is the audit trail? Is there some kind of system to ensure that those layby contributions are actually being applied thought. to laybys, not pocketed by owners or employees? It would be uncomfortably tempting if there is no paper trail. Uh, it is a question I should have asked, um, and it did occur to me, I think that was the suspicion, I, mm. I suspect, when... Uh, with people noting that they didn't get, get a receipt. receipt yeah. um, so, yes, I, I should interrogate that uh, most definitely. Obviously, there would be an audit trail in the case of when it's done online, but uh, when it's done in store, um, yeah, it's well, people are paying on their credit cards. It would, it would require, so they're not generally handing over cash, they're playing with a card. So it would be, I mean, these people. They've got no proof that that. They, they've got proof ends that they paid the money on their card statement, but they, there's no proof of, that the of where it yeah, went. Yeah. Again, um, what was the percentage? I think 12%. 12% of, in store. Uh, uh, you know, in store. So it's not the bulk of it. But yes, I should have asked that question around. Um, what what anti-corruption methods are there? Maybe you can go back to seeing as the person was so helpful and just Elizabeth, to say yes. uh, that was a question that came up and we can give feedback next sure. week. Okay, no thanks. Uh, a comment from a business owner saying, I own a small business and we do a substantial part in card payments at about 300,000 rand per month card payments. My fees at 2.6% are 7,800 rand per month. For a small business owner, that is a substantial amount. And without these fees, I would be able to employ another person. The thought that at every single transaction, the banks earn between 25 and 3% really disturbs me. I hear you. So swallowing the transaction fee as the business owner is a big expense. But the point that Wendy made is legally that is what our Consumer yes. Protection Act and the bank merchant deals say, say. has to happen. So it's, you, you it's can refuse card payments, okay. but you can't accept them and then pass on your fee. I'll tell you something I'm investigating and we can talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, is a case, I'm not going to name the bank yet because I haven't had their response, but a, a small vendor in Cape Town who operates a business that's weather dependent as so many do oh, yeah. uh, was saying that she's operated for the last 20 years and she was saying there are a lot of cancellations because of weather and then she has to do a refund and in the past up until a few months ago the bank would uh, refund the um, service fee as well so 
they'd anyway. So yeah. the, the the customer would then get the full refund. Now she says she feels she still has to, has to give the customer the full refund, and, and again the law would support that. Yeah. But the banks decided not to give back that their portion of the fee, so they Ooh. keep it. And she added it up. I haven't got the email in front of me, but it was quite a substantial amount that she's paid. Just I think it was since October when they implemented the change. So I've gone to the bank to say, How is that fair? How is yeah. that fair? And I also need to go to all the other banks to say, What is your policy on that? It's strictly. Um, it's not a consumer question. It's a it's it's a small business, but you know, small businesses. I do like to feature issues that affect them because, even in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, if you're if you're earning if your turnover is less than two million a year, you you've classified as a consumer in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. Okay, so, that's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, I do like to feature those kinds of issues as well. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, should we finish with one completely on a different subject sure. consumer question? Claire writing in to say, we bought a second-hand boat. And after a few months, while on the water, a section of the motor, motor fell off, resulting in the boat not moving. On further investigation back on dry land, we found a further three big holes in the motor, which had been puttied, closed and painted over. Do we have any recourse? Of course. Well... Unless they bought it from a... (laughs) Well done, Pippa. If it was a private sale, no. If you bought it from a dealer, a person um, who makes a living out of selling boats, then absolutely yes, uh, up um, for six months. And you said a few months ago, so it sounds like you were within that CPA warranty period. And you get the choice of remedy. So you can elect to get a replacement, a refund, um, or a repair. Okay, so if it was within the six months and it was bought from a dealer, Claire, you do have recourse. If it was bought footstuts in a private sale, unfortunately not at at auction as well. Mm. That's what I always forget Mm. about. Okay, Claire, I I hope for your sake it was a dealer and within six months and that you can get some recourse. Um, I want to make a pun about a sinking feeling, but (laughs) let me not. Okay, (laughs) let me rather say goodbye to Wendy and thank you as always for all the work on behalf of our listeners. And a reminder, if you do want to raise a case with Wendy, the email address to use is consumer at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R. She knows a lot about the subject. So consumer at nola.co.za. Please remember to put the words Cape Talk in the subject line and just a word or two. So if Claire was to mail Wendy, it would be Cape Talk boat engine failure or something like that, just so she can keep track of it in her inbox and know what she's dealing with. And Wendy, we look forward to chatting to you again next week, Wednesday. Thanks, Pippa.